been an interesting start to the new year with Better Buddies. Welcome back to Better Buddies. I'm your host, RJ. With us this week, it's James. Hello. And Calvin. That's me. It's Calvin. That's him. He's back. Whoa. He's back for the new year. Uh, I just got to end the last year and start the new one, and then I'm filled. I got my quote yeah, on that. Brilliant. Yeah, your guest spots, your annual guest spots. <laughs> Well, speaking of the new year, a better buddy's icebreaker is new year, new opportunities. What are you focusing on this year? I've actually got a couple. I'm not going to lie. Go for it. Uh, um, I'm going to say I'd like to get more sleep. Like, I'd like to get Ooh. better sleep is what, I, is what I want to do. Like, I want to, like, go to bed at proper times and wake up at proper times because I feel like I'm not gonna lie. I feel like I have a decent routine at the moment, and I think the the only thing that's really killing me is like my erratic sleep schedule. Because like it just, if you get bad sleep or you're not taking care of yourself in that regard, like it throws the whole routine off. You know, it throws off your whole next day. So I really want to do that, and then this man's getting try. old. I am. I am. I am getting old. Um. I want to try and uh, I want to I want I want to be m- m- on time for things. That's my goal because <laughs> I am like <laughs> historically, yeah. like mythically, legendarily, like bad at. There are at three being truths in the time. universe: death, taxes, and James will be late. Yep. Yeah. Sorry. I don't know. There's been a few times where it's been like James has not even just showed up on time, but like early and other people have been late. So I feel like it's you can't even like assume he's going to be late because then he just shows up early. I try to keep you on your toes. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm going to I want to cut that out because I think it's just like I do think it's like obviously it's it's disrespectful. And it's also just like, you know, to keep people waiting and. Or it's just, it's you just show rude. up on them early when they least expect it, and they're not ready for you. Yeah, it's just kind of juvenile, and it's <laughs> something that I could really work on. So I'd like to work on that. And then, um, honestly, I want to publish a book and start building a home. So that's like, Ooh. that's wow. those are my. You've chosen two very contradictory goals there. <laughs> I know. Chosen old man goals. I know. Good goals. I know. I never said they were bad. It's just old man goals. I want to wait. I want to make this a nice odd five. Let me th- let me think if I can think of one more. Um, <clears throat> sleep, book, home. Sleep, book, home. On time. S- sleep, book. Learn to home count on time. Learn to count. Um. Uh. Let me think here. Let me think. Let me think. Let me think. Well, I'm gonna go then because I agree with you on the. Sleep yeah, thing. you go. <laughs> um, I've been trying to work on that for a little while now, but like, I don't have a bad sleep schedule. I just don't like the amount I sleep because I'll get to bed. I- I'm one of those people. And I think it just happens where I either 
I need like eight hours at least. And I, I push close to like nine because I'll go to bed some anytime between like 1030 and 1130. But then I, my alarms are set to get me up around 630 and I don't actually get up until like seven. Which is fine, but it's not what I want. And I don't sleep well like five nights out of seven. So like, I'd like I'm trying to work on the sleep thing half-heartedly but i'm trying my other big thing is like kind of like what james said i want to try and focus like i want to make a home eventually but i know i'm not at that point yet i need to start at the beginning of that path and get my finances in order i want to try working on setting some better savings goals and doing some better things with what i have saved um instead of trying to just focus on paying down student loan debt actually splitting my attention between paying down the debt and saving investing my money to be able to eventually afford a home one day. And then I kind of want to try and grow the podcast. It's been four years. I think it's time. You've got quite the content library for sure. I don't know how I'm going to do that yet, but it'd be nice to increase the listenership to those of you listening right now. Do your part on social media. Woo. James, did you come up with a fifth one? I did, actually. I did. Um, This is actually going to be one of my... Uh, What? (laughs) Calvin, what do you have? (laughs) Yeah, nothing. I was hoping James was going to go, so I had more time. Oh, I can can go if you you genuinely need more time. Yeah, go. (laughs) Okay. Um, I, I do have a fifth one and it's, it's kind of a double whammy, but one of them is going to be my like Lent goal or like one of my things I'm giving up for Lent. So, um, but I'm going to be trying to work on it all year and it kind of goes hand in hand with something else. And that would be just like, uh, not interrupting as much, like not interrupt yeah like not interrupting people <laughs> and see, like, i do it all the time like i i feel like i like and that goes hand in hand with like listening is like listening more like i think i'm okay but i think i definitely have a tendency to do both of those in tandem and the, i really want to try it's being a white man frankly yeah <laughs> like yeah it's one of those th- like it's not a I'm not trying to be like super like politically correct left leaning down on us humor. It's just one of those things where like a cultural aspect that our generation is better about but previous generations weren't as good about is the we have to sh- listen and share the limelight so we need to pay attention when we're interrupting people whether it's cuz we're enthusiastic or cuz we think our idea is better. I I agree. I agree. I I, I think like I do think it's like a a male tendency to like shout over each other or like talk over. Like, I think it like, and I think that's just natural. I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing, but I do think it can get like debilitating when, cause like not listening and interrupting or having like a tendency to interrupt, like that kind of feeds into itself where eventually you're just like trying to have a conversation with yourself. I'm like, I don't want to do that. So, um, that's my goal. Nice. And you're going to learn to count because you made six goals. 
I said it was a double one, RJ. And you <laughs> said yes. you were going to have five, so... I, yeah, but if it's double, it counts as one unit, even though they're, it's like half and half. You know what I yeah. mean? It's two sides of the brain. <laughs> then yeah. you should say half and half, not double. If somebody walks I up said, to me and says, can I get half and half on cherry and vanilla Coke, I'm going to give them half cherry Coke, half vanilla Coke. But if they walk up to me and say, can I get a double cherry vanilla Coke, I'm going to give them double the cherry and double the vanilla. Wait, are you talking about what? ice cream, or are you talking I'm about... I'm so like, confused by this analogy. I'm just like... using, I'm using <laughs> the cherry and the vanilla as units of something to measure that would indicate half versus double. It's still in one unit, though. Like, you wouldn't give them two... All like, right, let's yeah. go whiskey. Yeah. If somebody asked me for a half shot of whiskey, or a double shot of whiskey, which one has more whiskey? A double shot of whiskey is still in one glass, though. They don't give you two, like, (laughs) unless you ask for two shots specifically. But there are shot glasses that have a double shot amount that they usually give you. I really want to keep fighting on this this (laughs) metaphor. (laughs) I know I'm right. I'll I'll agree to I'll agree to half and half. I think that's I think that's fair. I guess you do technically call it like if you're thinking about it in terms of a brain, you call it like the left half and the right half. You don't call it the left brain. Cupcakes. Well, I guess you do call it left brain, right brain. <laughs> cupcakes. If I got a half cupcake versus two double cupcake, that's two different What's amounts a of double cupcake. cupcake though. I, double I cupcake. That's such a two good cupcakes. idea though. You just take a cupcake, put it on top of another cupcake. But that's two cupcakes, oh. not one cupcake. This ain't no Isn't that just one thing. cupcake? That's two tup- Isn't that just one cupcake though? It's just a double decker cupcake. No. Yeah. No. Is it no. a sandwich? Two sandwiches? No. <laughs> and a sandwich yeah, can only two it. sandwiches can only be one sandwich if there's something in between those two pieces of bread in the middle. You know I'm right. Okay, so is it Wait, is no. it So if you put Yeah, but then is it is is it one sandwich or two sandwiches? It's one sandwich that you. It's two sandwiches you made into one. So sandwich. it's one cupcake because it's. <laughs> I think we're breaking is ourselves. It, <laughs> is a cake? Is a cake that's three layers? Then like like one a cake. cake Ooh, that's there, three. there you go. It's a three layer cake. Yeah, yeah, but it's one cake. It's not three yeah. cakes made of. Three yeah, cakes. they don't say it's the. Three cake cake. <laughs> no, that's a three. That's a three tiered cake, RJ. He's talking about a layered cake. I know exactly what I'm talking about. I know how layered cakes are made. No, but Even you're talking a... about a tiered cake. Uh, a tiered no, cake no. has the cakes on different tiers. A layered cake is just the cake. You put frosting down. You put cake on top of it. Yeah, put frosting down. Put do cake you, on top of it. How do you? Where do you get the cake from? You have to make cakes. No, you could make one cake and cut it into smaller pieces. In, into layers, mathematically that's speaking, that's what a lot. An experience. No, that's what a lot of layer cakes speaking, are. It's also very <laughs> much harder to make take one cake and slice it like that than to just make three cakes. That's. I think they more often make one cake and slice it like that mm-hmm. than they do make. Yeah. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. Also, it depends on the size of your cake. You gotta make a big ass cake. It's, it's still called a three-tiered cake, so it's not a. It, they're not seeing it. It's a. It's still an entire unit, like an apartment building, is no. like multiple units, but it's one building. Yes, and you made one list. <laughs> yes, yes, with units, and some units are doubles, and some are singles. <laughs> they're still units. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay. You got me. <laughs> I'll give you that one. <laughs> Calvin, what are you focusing on this year? Is it making cakes? No. Uh, Damn. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think uh, just going to... Um, this year I need to just work on um, well a lot but that's besides the point but uh, I don't know maybe just kind of figuring out what I actually really want to do because I, I don't know where I don't have future plans like I do but it's like I kind of am still planning things as they happen yeah um so it's like, I don't know, I'd, I'd kind of like to figure out a direction to start heading. Yeah. That's definitely you have like, list of things to do. <clears throat> do you have an inclination? Uh, not really. Maybe you Would could you? just move to Japan, like move to a more northern point. Maybe you can just pick up a fisherman. <laughs> you can move to the cat island. You can move to the island of cats that they have. Which one? Out. There's multiple. Whichever one your heart desires, <laughs> whichever one you're pulled towards. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, go, I don't know. Go renovate Chernobyl. Make it habitable again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's a life goal for you. I'll just yeah. go to Fukushima. I don't want to go to Ukraine. It's a little... Uh, it's a little conflicted right now out over there yeah they'll calm down nah. by the time you walk there yeah they'll be like calvin's here we gotta all be on a rest <laughs> yeah we gotta chill yeah but just around oh God, here calvin's coming yeah <laughs> yeah yeah all the wild mutant dogs will be on their best behavior i'm sure there we go they'll only slightly drag you away <laughs> uh, it's wild dogs are the ones you gotta be afraid of a wolf will eat you because it's hungry but a wild dog will eat you just to eat you yeah, you know, because it's fun. They've mutated a sense of of. Is there is there the like fun, a, James? The, yeah, the dogs have mutated to have a sense of fun. Yeah, yeah do dogs? So yeah. the scariest kind of dog, a dog that understands <laughs> fun, well, because no other dogs have pleasure. ever played ever ever <clears throat> with anything. Yeah, I don't know. What? Well, <laughs> well, is is there a name for the the like, what's the closest name or word that we have for the human tens- tendency to seek something for its own sake, rather than for, like, uh, a pure survival? Self-gratification? Masochism? Self-gratification. I guess those are all sadism. kind of shades of the same word. Masochism well, sadism is, is just doing... Pain. Sadism is you want to inflict the pain. So you're talking about sadistic Hedonism. dogs. Yes. I'm talking about dogs that wear asses chaps and carry whips. <laughs> that's, that's the kind of dog. <laughs> if a dog had to wear asses chaps, would I'd it be wear scared them of like that kind this? of dog. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> you just you're just out and you see a dog like that come around a corner. I'm I'm not sticking around to find okay, out what happens. Counter point. <laughs> All dog pants should be assless. Sir, sir, sir. Dogs, the, the, the mutant dogs are on Chernobyl. They've created a, a gay out. nightclub. <laughs> dogs have to use the bathroom outside. And it makes no sense to put pants on your dog if it is unable to use the bathroom. 
Well, if they were smart, they could just unzip their pants and pull them down. They like have a no civilized thumbs. thing. <laughs> uh, damn, that's like, actually fair. Out. Yeah, yeah, figure it out. Meanwhile, we have a new business plan. Calvin, this is your new direction. Start a gay nightclub for dogs. <laughs> I don't know. This is your brainchild. You can take you can take control of this one. You've heard of dog hotels. Get ready for a dog gay nightclub. <laughs> uh, do you call it the Red Rocket? Yes, RJ. Yes. <laughs> Uh, you'd have to. <laughs> That's brilliant. I need to put it out I in the world, that. but I was not the first to make that joke. In Fallout 4, you find the companion dog meat at a Red Rocket gas station. Oh, that's still so good. I don't care. That's, you're the first one to associate that with a gay dog nightclub. So, <laughs> thanks. Congratulations. Is that, is that an accomplishment? I suppose. I mean, in a way, uh, yeah. It's something. It's not a failure. The sense that having. Yeah, it's having a new idea. I don't know if anyone's ever said that exact series of words together. Probably for a reason. Yeah, because they haven't, because we're on the cutting edge, Calvin. This is a new year. Is that what this is? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) We, We, we need to have a segment called the cutting edge where we pitch business ideas. Business no, ideas that we sure think I should be the order made. Of those words when I write the title of this episode. Is it gay dog nightclub or dog uh, a gay nightclub for dogs? Uh, oh my god, the dogs have started <laughs> gay nightclub. I think it would be a gay dog. A, Wait. Gay dog nightclub, got it. A gay dog nightclub. So is, the nightclub is for dogs for, for gay ones yeah it's a gay yeah it's no a gay straight dogs nightclub. well it's a gay nightclub for dogs i guess technically any nightclub <laughs> can be for gay dogs yeah don't discriminate gay dogs, yeah. <laughs> but this nightclub is specifically catering to gay dogs yes it's a gay nightclub for dogs yeah it's a nightclub for gay dogs well okay <laughs> <laughs> This is the weirdest <laughs> argument of semantics I've ever been a part of. We'll figure and out the branding later. This year, <laughs> this year it's a nightclub for gay dogs. Next year, it's a smoking lounge for cats. <laughs> yes, yes, cat, cat, cat business leaders. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> hookah lounge for cats. <laughs> All right, Mr. Banker, I, I've, I've scheduled this meeting. Two brilliant business ideas. No, a gay nightclub for dogs and a hookah lounge <laughs> for cats. And every year they switch the same building. <laughs> no, I have a third idea. Uh-oh. Okay, I don't know that it's a successful. A hot tub, uh, res- a hot tub lounge for birds. Bird bath. <gasps> exactly. Oh, that's actually so baths. cute. I love that. So a gay bathhouse. Or a bathhouse. Why is it <laughs> have to be gay? gay? You know, why, why, why are the birds gay, me? James? I'm just, we already I'm did just gay saying, dogs. You said, yeah, but are, do you have something against that, RJ? Are you no, against making something to be gay. for gay birds, RJ? Well, is that, can is we that make things who you for are just all now? Birds? I, yeah, I feel like we're back to the we, whole thing that like any bathhouse could be for gay birds. We don't have to speci- like specify. Yeah, oh, no, no, no. yeah, that's that's, that's what we do. We have one bathhouse for all birds. Then we've got the hot tubs, the cold tubs, the straight tubs, and the gay tubs. You can choose which tubs you yeah. go to. 
I can get behind that. That's a very that way you can have either a platonic experience or go looking for romance. No, no, it's not segregation. It's not. It's very clearly not segregation. You can go to any tubs you want, but the one specifically labeled straight or gay, or if you're looking for adventures and experiences in a romantic sense. Yeah, and the first commercial is like the song playing. So you're making like a swingers tub. It's a swingers tub for birds. It's a swingers yeah. bathhouse for birds. <laughs> Dude, we got to call up Blackrock or whoever. We got to get some get investors on those. Yeah, we yeah. do. <laughs> yeah. Sharks, I have three All brilliant right, ideas. I come to you today with my brand new business idea. I just need an investment yeah. of a hundred thousand dollars, and you two can be a part owner in a uh, <laughs> swingers bathhouse for birds. Yes. Two no, of my no. ideas are somewhat gay. One of them is for cats that smoke hookah and they're all brilliant. <laughs> uh, sir, no, this, humans are not allowed in the baths except for staff to clean them. Uh, it's for birds. The baths aren't that big, sir. That's Yes. Yeah, it's a little, it's a small little, it's a small little one. Humans little have plenty of bathhouses all around the world. We are catering to an exclusive clientele. I'm pretty sure they closed all the bathhouses. What? What? I'm pretty sure aren't bath aren't bathhouses like did they close those up? Like James, have you ever heard of of the word onsen? (laughs) No, I'm I'm not talking about all over the world. I'm talking about in this country specifically. In in the good old US of A. I don't know. I mean, yeah, because Americans are fucking prudes. Yeah, that's probably true. Having been to a bathhouse. It was fine. Like, it yeah. was a good time. They should do this in America. Uh, I think there's a, some cultural issues. There are. But I don't but, know if you mean American yeah. or Japanese, so I'm just going, going to... American. Uh, yes. I want more just places I can go sit in a hot tub that isn't a hotel pool, you know? Oh, yeah. Those are well, so they fun. do have some hot springs like that out in, out west in like Wyoming. Oh, I've been to some. Interesting. Oh. It's just it's just more of an um of the pool aspect. It's still yeah. a hot spring, but it's more of like the American style pool aspect of where you're you're going in with a bathing suit and stuff like that. Um, so I don't know if you wanted the whole, like, actual bathing part that's, like, of an onsen, where you're going in fully naked and you, like, clean yourself first. Uh, yep, full, full onsen experience. Dang, that'd be pretty sick, actually. It's very free. Also, I did, I did have an idea, I guess, to pitch Cal for your, Calvin for your direction is, uh, uh, I'm thinking of moving back to that one town that I used to live in. Uh, up yeah, north. Yeah. So just uh, we can finally and Arja, this goes for you too, honestly. Oh, I think I know where just, this is going. Yeah, we can finally t- just give me some time. We can take over the college. All right, I knew it. I knew that's where you were going. <laughs> I'm saying oh, it's not man. an impossibility. It's uh, not, well, I mean, man. we got to explain this for uh, the listeners. We we we, we're, no, we just, suck at podcasting. This is always just turns into conversations of in jokes. Um, <laughs> okay. But, to be fair, we've been doing this for four years, and frankly, we've got a fifty-fifty track record. I don't know if we have to explain an inside joke or not. 
Uh, I think we have to explain this one. I don't know if this is one's up for a couple of, but this, this one is based... explanation. It's we went all went to the same well, college. Well, I don't know. I feel like we should explain the words take over. take over college campus. I think that needs a little bit of yeah. okay, explanation. Um, Basically, what Calvin's saying is we're going to we're going to pump right wing ideology into a college fucking and slowly shit, turn it. <laughs> no, 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 fucking back up. We're we're sorry. Did y'all hear about the shit going on at UW Lacrosse? No. no. Holy what? fucking shit! Google uh, UW Lacrosse Gal lawsuit right now. UW. After this, I want Calvin to explain. It's so there was. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's lacrosse, um, but a chancellor at a University of Wisconsin school school uh, was fired from the chancellorship for making porn. Yeah, that's lacrosse. I just found the articles. Whoa! Was he hot? He was in his fucking sixties, <laughs> so maybe. Yeah, no, no, James could be into too. that. I'm just asking. I mean, like, it's. I think it's an important question. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, like, more power to him doing whatever he wants to do. But he not only he shot porn, he, in he like hired actual porn actors to come do porn with him and his wife. They had a sexy cooking YouTube channel with those same actors, and they published two books about their sex life under pseudonyms. Okay, I feel like it. He wasn't exactly hiding this. How did it take so long? Uh, he never. I don't think they. I don't know if they. Sh- no, they must have shown face. Um, on the books, they used the uh, pseudonyms, but still, he published his own picture in the author section. Um, it was just one of those things that didn't come up until somebody said, hey, wait a minute. Um, and the wild part of it is there, it's sparked a question of free speech, which functionally having looked like read some articles on it doesn't fucking matter if it's free speech or not in his contract that he signed. There's a clause saying he can't do anything to hurt the brand of the university. Yeah, also, I feel like the the thing is that, like, yeah, your private life can be private, but when you make it more public like this, when you are a public figure and the head of something, like, I do feel like there are, like, you gotta, I don't know. You, I feel like there's arguments your... there that's like, well, come on, maybe, like, don't make it so public. Yeah. It's pretty wild to produce porn while you're like a chancellor for university like that's yeah. pretty insane yeah. it was all his own funds he wasn't on campus well yeah that's i don't feel like that's the problem <laughs> um but yeah that happened like last week and it's still falling out uh and there's some question of lawsuits not necessarily on the free speech side of things but because he's tenured so if they get rid if they try and take away his tenure because of it then it's a free speech problem but it was such a quick decision to let go of him it may have violated uh his rights in terms of due process interesting Ooh. so we've got a university that... that's looking for a chancellor <laughs> well <laughs> james did you ever tell rj <laughs> about when Whitewater was looking for a chancellor, what you did. Did you apply? I did apply. You (laughs) fucking legend! (laughs) When was this? 
this was in like 2018 probably like 2018, uh, 2019 yeah something around there yeah i totally forgot i did that holy <laughs> shit that is really fucking funny i think you, i think you're right i think it was in the spring of 2019 that's when i applied damn i can't i wish i remember what i wrote <laughs> oh they've got to have that on file somewhere right maybe maybe i don't know, I don't know. they probably oh just chucked it out i'm I, sure you weren't the only one i just put i just told my work group chat that you did this <laughs> really yeah <laughs> that's one of those uh, things they have well, to know because we've joked about it like a fucking applying for chancellorship right yeah i did it Hey, you gotta shoot your shot. You never know. Got a call back. That was rude. <laughs> they didn't even send me an email. Yeah. <laughs> what? Wait. So, Cal, explain. Explain our. If we're still on this topic, explain the uh, this inside joke. Explain that this. Oh, we're taking over a university. Joke. Yeah, we yeah, always plan. Yeah, we always joked that in each of our respective interests and fields, we would find jobs at one university, preferably a medium to small sized university to where the fact that there was like, there'd be like four or five, depending on the number of in our group that took part in this. There'd be, so like maybe there'd be like five of us that were all joined faculty and we would have a large enough like group that we would just like, form like a gang to like take over the university and like make it our like i don't know <laughs> like we would just have fun as like a group of us on faculty as like a large group of us it'd be sick it saying. would be pretty funny and it would actually be pretty fun and enjoyable except for the fact that i i i, I wouldn't want to be a teacher um <laughs> You can just be. We'll we'll put you as the head. Get a get a job in the IT department, which you probably you probably won't like that either, though. No, that right? that that's, no. that might not be terrible. That, honestly, hey, I'm just saying, state benefits. Yeah, yeah, decent pay. Probably state not benefits. at a small university, but like okay pay. It's probably in a <laughs> more remote area, or well, not yeah, remote, but quieter town. Theoretically, <laughs> if it's a small university, well, it's the one you're talking about. It would be. So it is. And yeah, heck, it is. if and you it's... forego that and try and uh, aim for a living position, just saying. It's also the I I, I could be I could be tempted to go for this plan maybe in a few years. <laughs> just saying, it's near it's near some some decent hills, hypothetically speaking. You know. Yeah, it's, but yeah. I I I've been spoiled on mountains james this is true you've tasted excellence it's gonna be hard to you've tasted fine gourmet it's gonna be hard to go back to home cooking has a regular diet of steak to return to just not even Ham. good cuts of hamburger <laughs> this is true this is the well think of it as like uh when you ski in the on or snowboard on those uh on those hills it's more about like it's kind of like you're able to do that it might be a little boring, but you can make those mountains like a playground. You know what I mean? Because it's like you're saying you, you practice uh, tricks. I'm saying I'm saying like because it's like the stakes are lower because they're not as like severe. Like you can kind of like use them to practice, and then you can take vacations like to wherever you want to go. Like, yeah. Uh, at other points in time. Plus, there is one that I've heard of that's actually supposed to be pretty good. 
um in the area that i haven't gone to allegedly yes alleged it's very far north so but yeah so just keep that in mind yeah all right well our next segment is better buddies recommend where we recommend a piece of media to enjoy who would like to start james thanks for volunteering i was going to defer to art <laughs> I feel like right calvin what do you got <laughs> Yeah. Oh no! Oh no! Who's on first? No, I can, back go. Around. I can go. Uh, I can go. I've go for won- it. I've yeah. consumed so much fucking media in the last week. Um, there you go. I'm going to double dip a little bit. Uh, real quick at the top, I'm going to inform everyone that our national nightmare is finally over. We can have a ticker tape parade. I have finally seen Shrek for the first time. You'd never seen Shrek. I'd never seen Shrek. How did I not know that? I have seen Shrek 3 and 4. (laughs) (laughs) What did you think? What did you think? I'm so so curious. Holy shit. I don't, I still don't understand how it got so memed, but it was pretty good. That that only happened years later. Still. Like, yeah. I think Shrek's (laughs) overrated. Oh, one of my coworkers remembers your application, James. Are you serious? Are you serious? Yes. That's amazing. Um, Why? Why do they remember it? Oh, uh, just they got told about it. Oh my god. <laughs> That's fantastic that they, people actually read it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Shrek, I, I just never saw it. It was one of those things I never saw, and I finally <laughs> seen it, and it was pretty good. My Yeah, I guess. Give, yeah. I mean, it's Shrek. I don't, I don't know what you want from me. No, give us the, your your breakdown since it is interesting given the fact that because like you're in a unique position where you grew up in the time that it like originates from so you're kind of familiar with like the humor and the culture of that like time period you're obviously familiar with like the medic culture that came from it and you're also though having never seen it like it's interesting that you've been more informed by the culture than by the movie going into the movie it was a good move i think it holds up right i think the animation actually holds up pretty well um I I didn't really like it much as a kid, and I still wasn't thrilled with the Eddie Murphy can't shut the fuck up donkey character. Like, it, it was always just fine. It was kind of that, it, it always felt a little cringy tryhard when I was a kid. And still right now, it's kind of like, all right, I'm kind of ignoring you a little bit. Um, But otherwise, I thought it was pretty good pretty basic romance story plot line with the fantasy elements. Um, but I did like the, I did really like the, um, when they were like going after their, to save the princess and like how they handled the dragon situation. I found that to be pretty amusing and enjoyable. Um, and then the final, like, confrontation i suppose you can call it it was a, it was a good cl- good conclusion overall it was like good movie just i think coming this late into the game to it it's never gonna be my favorite film in the world well yeah i don't think it's actually anyone's genuine favorite film in the world people just like to meme it up i i don't know i mean i i honest, will i did think the scene of the gingerbread man getting tortured for whatever reason i thought that was from the second one i don't know why i have no reason to know like think that because he 
Farquaad dies in the first one, but spoilers. Yeah, oh please, you. they've done like three specials where his ghost comes back. It it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, but my I, primary I, recommendation, because oh, yeah. I don't care that much, I care enough about Shrek to continue talking about it. Uh, I do need to give credit to the one line though when. Uh, Farquaad has the magic mirror showing him the princess candidates. Um, the executioner <laughs> holding up two fingers and saying, Choose three, sir. Three. Yeah, classic. Choose three, my lord. Um, Blue Eye Samurai. That is a good show. I, is it? I've been seeing it on Netflix on my homepage and I keep almost clicking it. Watch it. Okay. Prepared penises. <laughs> okay. I I went in I went in functionally just on the title alone cuz I liked the rhyme and I was like, "Oh, I like this animation they got going on. I like the rhyme. Let's see what happens." And like in episode 1 or 2 penises. And I was like, "Oh. <laughs> this was not made by an American person then." What uh what draws you to the show? Um Again, like I said, the art style is really good on it. I really, really like the art style they had for it. Uh, kind of that mm-hmm. blend of 3D, 2D going on. Mm-hmm. The rhyme in the name really was that drawing thing where I was like, what is this? It, it rhymes. It's a dumb rhyme, but I like it. I want to <laughs> see why it rhymes. Why Why is this rhyming? Um, and then as it developed, it was a very interesting... I think part of it, too, was having just gone to Japan this past year. It was kind of that, like, okay, this is a historically-minded animation. Um, let's see where it goes. Uh, the... I'm trying to figure out how, to, how can I explain this without spoilers. Um, very historically-minded. I think one of the things that drew me to it about the historical-mindedness is how it's not a, it's not a fantasy. It's just a historical fiction. Okay. Um, and in the first episode, it kind of... Like, the first, like, opening lines of the show are just thing you read on the screen saying, like, oh, yeah, in this time period in Japan, all Westerners were banned. No outside foreigners whatsoever. And any who were uh, half-white were considered to be demons. Or unclean. Yeah. And from that point, it was like, okay, all right, let's see what this uh, half foreign samurai is doing running around Japan. It had a really engaging plot. Uh, the side characters were all very good. The comic relief was comic and relief without being overly present. <laughs> yeah. How long is it? Like roughly, um, ten episodes each, about an hour. I think forty-five minutes oh. to fifty minutes. Is it like that cell shaded at three D kind of style, or what is it? Um, yes, because I remember seeing something on either Facebook or I know it was Facebook. I saw one of the artists post on Facebook about how they did like a three D model. And then they did a AI, like, they created an AI script to place the lines on specific points of the 3D model 
to then make it have kind of that drawn look to it while still being 3D. Cool. Um, yeah. Very engaging, but again, cannot stress enough. When they say nudity, they mean it. <laughs> but they're historically Very accurate, cool. the nudity, as no one is circumcised. <laughs> good good to, know. to know they paid attention <laughs> to the details. Yes. I love that. Um, I'm curious to see if they do a second season, but if they don't, that's okay. They don't need to. Did they leave it open, or was it kind of like an ambiguous ending? Um, they left it as they could go either way, right? It's season one is a complete mm-hmm. story, fully told, but they leave it op- the door open of if we wanted to do a season two, here's what it would probably look like. Okay, I can dig. But yeah. It's also just fun to say, fun. blue eye samurai. Yeah. No S. Or what that is in Japanese. What, blue eyed samurai? Yeah. Uh, blue eyed would. I don't know. How, uh, not eyed, um, it's just E Y E. Oh, blue eyed samurai. Oh, I blue thought it was eyed. Oh. It'd be like Ao Mei. I don't know what the how to use nouns as a adjective, though. Oh, uh, the voice cast is I, pretty good as well. Is it? Uh, is it like? Was it produced in Japan and then put over here? Or is it an American-made show? Uh, I don't know. Aoi Moku no Samurai. Aoi Moku no Samurai. Heck yeah, dude. Fun, fun. Yeah. Al, you got one. Uh, uh, not really. Do you have one? I do. Go for I it. Do. I can go. <laughs> I will. You better have one, Calvin. You I'm have frantically one, thinking. One. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, uh, I'm gonna recommend. Um, I'm going to recommend uh, the Times Square New Year's Eve celebration. Oh, you're really going to recommend that? I am, actually, uh, with big asterisks. Uh, I was there uh, last night. Um, correction, I was there. This is this is how this works, ladies and gentlemen. And I am not necessarily <laughs> over-enthusiastically rec- recommending this because... If you decide to go to New York City or if you live in New York or whatever and you decide to go to this event, it is your entire day. Yep. Like no matter what. Um, it's the only thing you're doing. Yep. Um, and what I mean by that as well is like, here's the thing. Um, they do not have any bathrooms nope. in this area. There are Ooh, no porta potties. Yeah. There's nothing. Yeah. So you are not drinking you are not eating you uh like you're not doing anything um because if you leave this this area that they block off you cannot get back in so once you oh, leave really? you're done for real yes oh. um 
So I will try and quickly recount my experience. Um, my initial plan was to wake up kind of early uh, because, you know, the earlier you get there, the better chance you have at like getting up at the main stage and stuff like that. That did not happen for me, which in a way was possibly kind of like a soft and secret blessing because um, you can get to the main stage area, but that means that you've probably like by the time New Year's hits, you know, you've been there for 12 hours, which is insane. Um, I'm not going to lie. Like, it would be crazy to spend that long in that area. Um, so I <clears throat> made my way down from my apartments on 103rd Street to, uh, I walked through a little bit of Central Park, like down through Fifth Avenue and then a little bit of Central Park. And then I did that because I wanted to give myself some time that if I had to use the restroom, um, I, I could do so with like public restrooms anywhere nearby because fun facts uh, again ladies and gentlemen there are not a whole lot of public restrooms in new york city um so uh best to try and find areas you can use them if you're going to go and do this um because a lot of places will charge you or you'll have to buy something or they won't even just let you use them unless you're like you know in a restaurant or whatever but I got to this event. Um, basically, I got I lined up at like two forty at this two forty four at this line around the corner that that went like um, snaked through like two blocks. Basically, waited for three hours. Got to got about seventy five percent through the line, and then the checkpoint I was waiting for got shut down. Uh, oh. So I had to walk with like a, this like mass like stampede of people to the next checkpoint, which we all waited in for 30 minutes. And then that one got shut down. And then I had to walk to the very last checkpoint where it was seriously like a disaster movie evacuation scene, like floodlights, helicopters everywhere, NYPD officers with dogs. Like they're only letting us in through this like bottleneck. Like everyone is like pushed together. Um, get through you get searched like four or five times um opening your jacket like they're scanning you if you have a backpack oh, wow. or a bag over a certain size you are not getting in unless you're not getting in you're just you can't bring alcohol um like you're there's nothing like they are making sure that it's all kosher so to say so it's fucking new um, year's eve in new york bombed yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, basically, and they just don't—they don't want the area to get too rowdy because it's also there's a good chance that some places are going to get on TV and stuff like that. So I'm sure that has something to do with it as well. But yeah. um, <clears throat> basically, when you get to like this Times Square area, because you're all—I think it's down Broadway. I want to say um, makes sense. So basically, they have blocks. Uh, locked down like like barricaded and what happens is that there are literally like it is literally for every block like a pen of like people yep um and what they will do is they have this kind of cascading flow where the stage area obviously fills up like pretty quickly that's where all the big stuff happens that's where the musical artists show up that's where um uh, uh you know like the hosts are doing their whole thing people that's where those are the people who get like the New Year's Eve goodies that like the sponsored people are are handing out like gloves, hats, um, like streamers, like stuff like that. That's where the big confetti happens. That's where all that goes down. The other ones, the other blocks moving away from that, 
you are just kind of like standing in crowds of people just like waiting for the ball to drop. And the ball is, as many people will probably tell you, it's kind of smaller um, uh, than it looks on like television. Um, but basically there's a cascading flow of people um, and you will, uh, the police will occasionally open a barricade and then, you know, who's, who's ever in the front of that flow, like you get to, you get to go to the next, cross the street, cross the block, go up to the next uh, row of people basically. And on, like once the, that area fills up, then it's closed. And then the next area is waited to be filled up. And like, it goes on for as many blocks as there are people basically. Um, so I got kind of lucky, honestly, I was on 50th street, which is only about eight blocks ish or so away from like the actual event. There was like a giant TV screen, like right by my, uh, right in my area. So I got to see all like the artists and stuff like broadcast. And you can also hear them just like from down the street. Cause they're all mic'd up and stuff. Um, but yeah, like I literally just, I got there at, I started moving down to Times Square at like 12, uh, 12 or one o'clock. I wait, started waiting in line to two forty. I got into my place around like six 30 and then I waited for five and a half hours, um, until midnight. Um, my God. I, yes. It's, and it's shoulder nightmarish. to shoulder, no I, room to move at all. Actually, no, that's oh. what I was surprised about. Um, the pens are, I hate calling them pens, but that's probably what it felt like. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like, uh, the, the, these areas are actually spaced pretty adequately, I think, because they understand that like to expect a bunch of people to crowd shoulder to shoulder isn't just like unreasonable. It's just like, it's going to make, oh, so that's how actually up. people die. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So like there's room for you to sit down. People are ordering pizza. They're playing cards. Like. There's some stuff that's going on, but like for oh, the so most part, they do have some like food options then. <clears throat> kind of like I don't know how this happens because on the official website it says no, like no licensed vendors will be like in the Times Square area. But there are, I think, some people that they occasionally let in. But the thing uh, is, it's like there were some people. Pizza. Yeah, I mean, basically, if you want to pay, like, hey, literally, some guy. people were paying. The, yeah, well, they they were paying like. There was a raised pizza I per, like stand that I guess maybe they got cleared by the police and they got set up a little bit, but they literally they brought pizzas and they were charging fifty bucks in cash for pizza for yeah. one pizza. Um, yeah, so yeah, uh, so if you want demand, baby, and that is not I don't know if they were doing that per area or if that was just someone who managed to get lucky and get in there. Like I don't know what the story they is had with a that, but like full of pizzas. Uh, I mean. It, they were like official raised pizzas. Like it looked like they had like a little food stand and they were just kind of like selling them until they like ran out, which they did pretty quickly. Um, but yeah, I mean, I uh, like in, when I was in the line, like the thing is, is like there is a camaraderie that develops. I, I didn't talk to anyone in the line, but when I got in my group, like in my area, I talked to one group for a little bit, but then like uh, it was like a guy and two girls and one of the girls like got upset about something. And they literally left at like eight thirty. They like left, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Cool. Like, imagine like, I mean, I don't know, dude. I don't know. I, I like, I can't imagine fighting my way through that whole thing and then just leaving. Like, yeah, with, you know, three hours to go, basically. Um, but I ended up talking to. I mean, you're talking uh, to two people who probably couple... looked at fighting through all that and said, "Fuck this." <laughs> 
I mean, it was. I don't know. I might have. I might have joined just for because it's like, which I assume your whole point is going to be that it's like you got to do it. You got to try it once if you can. I yeah. I will say like um, yeah. Long story short, like I ended up try and make friends. I ended up meeting these two girls. Shout out to Kennedy and Rachel. If you ever hear this, somehow (laughs) really fun to talk to. Very cool. Um, We just kind of like joked and like talked as the evening went on that's the best way to do it. Like just pass time by talking with people or try and find something because if not, you're just literally going to be standing there for hours with nothing unless you brought like headphones or whatever. But yeah, long story short, when the, when the hour actually gets down, when the minute counts down and it all blows up, it is very exciting. Um, you're like, you're not at the main stage. Chances are if, if you are congratulations, if you're not like, you're kind of watching all this from a little bit afar, but you still get the atmosphere. People are like in the apartment buildings that are surrounding the square, people will pop out and they'll be like popping, you know, uh, uh, confetti, you know, poppers and blowing horns and people get excited. It is a very, like the whole Avenue, uh, plays like New York, New York. Um, and people sing like old Lang Syne. So like, that's really cool. It is definitely, I think, in a way worth it. I don't know if it's something I would ever do again. And if I did, I would want to do it with people. And if I did it with people, I would have to reiterate, like, you are in it for the long haul. Like, there is no turning back. I mean, you could if you wanted to, but I feel like that's going to cast like a weird pallor on the rest of your year. So like, I would advise that if you really want to do this, I mean, kind of, it's like, if you want to do this, like commit to it, like, cause you don't want your story to be like, oh yeah, like we were going to go do that. And then we got there, like, like, not to be a dick, but imagine the story of that group of people where it's like, we got there and then we left and it's like, oh shit. So you're like right there. And then you just didn't like, you just didn't do it. (laughs) Yeah. So like, don't, I wouldn't invite, like, unless you're super, unless you really want to see this thing, unless you really just want to be there, like, do not do it. Um, cause it will not be worth it. Like if you just bail at any, at any point. And I'm telling you, like, you're, you are like sore in places. You didn't know you could be sore in for that long. Like you're cold, like you're hungry, you're tired, you're thirsty. Like it is like, it's not always super duper fun. Um, but that moment is, I think, worth it if you want to be there for that. So long story short, I would recommend the the Times Square New Year's Eve celebration for those who are not of the faint of heart. Um, I think it's, it's a cool moment to be a part of. Um, and honestly, the struggle kind of kind of does make it um, worth it. If you do go, maybe plan a little bit better than I did. But I kind of didn't really plan as well as I could have. And I still had a pretty, frankly, like a pretty iconic night. So nice. I would, I would recommend that. It still sounds better than what I've heard of the tree lighting ceremony at times square. So, Oh, you mean Rockefeller Rockefeller? Fuck. I don't know. I don't live in New York. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My dad went to the Rockefeller tree lighting and he was like, yeah, it was like, that same thing of like, it was cool to say I did it. I'm never going back because it was actually like shoulder to shoulder. You couldn't turn around. There was no room to move. Right, right, like right, if you picked up his feet, uh, he would have been held in place by the people around him. Yeah. 30 Rock, like around Christmas time, like around the holiday season is like, it is that area is um, it's super popular because you have like St. Patrick's Cathedral and 30 Rockefeller 
it's a plaza or center i can't remember they're they're like right across from each other so you have these two major tourist landmarks and then you have Saks, uh which is uh a huge department store that's like um kind of like couture and like sort of well known um and they do like a big light display and then just a few blocks down you have the new york public library and a few down from there you have like the empire state like that whole area of midtown is like an insane tourist destination so grand central is like right near there as well so that at that place gets like insane i think they're the lego store is also there so it's a whole confluence of like all everything so yeah when did your dad go oh years ago it's a 30 rock when he was on the road it's very sick that's sick i love that calvin what do you got like calvin we we stalled uh yeah no i actually do have something um i definitely didn't think of it like literally 30 seconds ago though um (laughs) (laughs) no i uh i watched a film that came out i think like a year or two ago um that i it's it um it's a bad movie but but i enjoyed it i enjoyed it um it's the brad pitt film bullet train yes did you have you seen it oh hell yeah have have you seen it it's so good uh it's i don't know if i'd say that i enjoyed it i did enjoy it i had fun with it um it, it makes no sense <laughs> like, sense. i mean i guess like it the makes plot line, just as yeah, much sense the as plot... john wick no no because the john world makes the world makes sense in john wick oh, it's really? like an established thing that no i can be- see i could buy into the world of john wick like of this like under this whole syndicate underground thing like there's rules it makes sense um what i'm talking about with bullet train is uh there's just crazy things that happen that are just like i don't know i I, like i said i enjoyed it i had fun with it but it's yeah it's something um also it's like depiction of japan is uh out there and uh the bullet trains nothing like the bullet trains in this film i did notice um, that there's like a dining car in the film that's not a thing uh <laughs> but uh overall if you want just kind of goofy fun action film uh what's it is it is it rated r no maybe mm, there it's bullet gotta train. be right it's, it's so kind good, of though. well maybe not it is premier mid-budget uh, film. I'm not seeing a... Wikipedia doesn't have the ratings of films. Nah, it changed by country. Uh, bullet Train. Rating. James, have you seen Bullet Train? I have, actually. It's so good. Um, uh, I, I enjoyed it. It is... Sorry, it is rated R, which makes sense, because I thought they cuss a lot in it. They do cuss they do. a lot, and it gets pretty violent. There's some pretty bloody scenes. Um, so This movie yeah. was my introduction to Bad Bunny. Who? Uh, the wolf. I forgot he's he's in that, yeah. Who? That's the Mexican guy. So funny. He's a... Uh, oh, the cartel guy. Uh, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. He's a, he's yeah, a rapper. He's, yeah, he's sure. like a very famous... Um, like a not my music one. genre uh so i have no idea um 
but <laughs> oh fuck! But yeah, uh, it, it was a fun film. The all of the actors and actresses—they're all really great. Um, overall, just a very fun, non-serious action film. Yeah, I I would agree. It's a it's what I would like. It's a very like cotton candy kind of flick. Like it's it's. It's very, I will say it's fun to watch. Um, it reminds me sort of, it's like a live action anime or like kind of like a car. It's like a Scott Pilgrim or a cartoon almost where it's like, like I think Calvin, you're absolutely right. Like there is no like, there's not a whole lot of logic necessarily to the plot that I'm like remembering or it might do that I mean, thing where it gets like a little, well, I think it just gets a little convoluted because I, I do think that like, Basically, the I do think the movie is more style over substance, which is not yes, like a bad yes. thing, if I'm remembering correctly. Like yes. it's it's kind of just like this is a good excuse to have like a bunch of kind of like slightly over the top action with like very fun, memorable characters. I mean, mm-hmm. like in this setting, it it, it maybe not. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna uh, go back iconic, and reiterate what the in, plot is. Gang yeah. lord, his son dies in a car accident that was arranged. Because or no, his wife dies in a car accident that he was she shouldn't have died in. Right? It was a ranged hit, but it was her, not him, and not his kid. And so he hires these two other two. He hires all the people that could, were possibly involved to get them on the train so that they could all die. Except he got the uh, Ryan Reynolds cameo character got sick and didn't get put on in. Brad wow! Pitt's just completely on. spoiling the final jokes of the film. <laughs> <laughs> the movie's been out for like three years now it's been out for one year <laughs> more yeah, than that fuck you august 5th 2022 yeah it's over oh, a year just over a year you said three sir <laughs> you said three <laughs> um it but feels like no, it's been that I, long uh no. i think because it got did it get hit from covid i don't know it might have it might have. Um, this is just but, me being weighed down by life. It feels like that long, not actually like COVID or any global shit. Yeah, no, I never thought the plot was like didn't make sense. Like the plot, like the overarching character goals made sense. A little stretch, but they made sense. What I thought was just crazy nonsense is how everyone acts in the film is just completely nonsensical oh, to yes. what their true motives would be, how real people would act, yes. what real people would do. So in that way, it's just like insane. Absolutely. <laughs> like and makes zero sense. So like the Which base Thomas plot is like okay. That was fun. Like I enjoyed that <laughs> character. Yeah. But, like, if you actually just stop for even, like, you don't even have to overthink it. It's just, like, you just stop for a second. No assassin would be doing that. Well, it's not even that. It's just how, I don't know. Um, I I do still think fun film, some good lines. Um, One of the favorites that comes to mind is uh, when Brad Pitt's character stops to, um, I can't think of his stupid name Channing Tatum uh Channing Tatum thank you he's and he's like hey man can I do I need to ask you a favor <laughs> and Channing Tatum is just like pauses and just looks at him he's like is this a sex thing and Brad Pitt's just like dead silence for like 10 seconds and it's just like no <laughs> 
I don't know. That okay. really, oh, good, like, good. his delivery of that just really got me. <laughs> I do like that. I I will say I do think it does kind of remind me of, um, it, it sort of borrows from the film student Quentin Tarantino, like someone who just, a film student who just saw Quentin Tarantino because, like, a lot of the characters are like, oh, a lot of the, the characterization comes from, isn't it kind of like funny how these people in this kind of somewhat serious situation are talking about anything almost other than the situation? They all have like a very specific quirk and a look to them and stuff like that, which I honestly do think like, I think sometimes it can get grating, but I do think the thing about a film like this is like, this is something that you watch on like a Saturday morning or like a Sunday afternoon. Like this is just, it's no one is asking it's an airplane like, for like high art. It, it is, and it's the thing is too is like if I watched this movie on an airplane, I'd be like, I it would be one of those where I'd be like happy to watch it. Like I think you could watch this equally on like an airplane, or in a theater, or at home on your phone or your computer or your TV. Like I, I think this movie is kind of like it's an all access like like it's kind of good for everything. I think you know I, like I it, think my it's, favorite it's fun. thing about one of my favorite jokes in the whole film is when they do the water bottle backstory. Because like everybody yeah. gets their backstory and they go back and do a water bottle. That is that is a good one, and it, and it just follows the water bottle throughout the train throughout the film. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, to be fa- to I be fair, ask, I guess real quick, did y'all catch the animation at the beginning of the film when it's in the like the kids' hospital room? I, mean, I, don't, I don't remember this. One. I don't it's an animation this. of a ladybug, and the ladybug throws a lemon and a tangerine into the air. Don't remember this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the the animation Wait, that kind to... of foreshadows all the people involved. Oh, interesting. Nice. Okay. I've this is actually gonna make me like want to rewatch this. Times. I okay. Oh. <laughs> I I kind of I this is making me want to rewatch it. And it's funny that you did bring up John Wick because apparently this guy co-directed the first yes. John Wick film. Yes. He oh, did. really? Uh, I believe. Uh, uh, actually, yeah. I believe the unless you've got it pulled up on like in front of you, but I thought he was a stunt coordinator. Mm-hmm on the John Wick films and then that became the director for this movie or like he began yep, directing an American, his own movies American filmmaker David Leach uh, yes. guess where this man was born Britain Wisconsin Kohler Wisconsin oh, nice. yeah baby yeah hell yeah dude that okay. explains a lot generator man oh I didn't know he he directed Atomic Blonde Deadpool 2 and Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw. Those all make sense. Yes. Yes, they do. Having seen Atomic Blonde. Uh, he was second unit director and stunt coordinator on Ninja Assassin. As opposed to the non-Ninja Assassins. Yeah. Uh, he co-directed John Wick, although Leach himself was not credited as co-director. And he executive produced the three sequels. Oh. But yeah, I I thought this I I friggin' love Bullet Train. I I'd tell that to anybody who'd listen back when it came out. I've got a I'm gonna rewatch this movie. People said that when I had my mustache, uh, when I was a little more trim, uh, I kept getting comments that they thought it looks like Aaron Taylor Johnson. I thought you he was did. the best person in the film. Honestly. You did. Who? Um, the, the, oh, Tangerine. Okay, Tangerine. Yeah. Um, I really, I, I liked his characterization a lot. I'm always a sucker for like Cockney. Uh, they give me like 
I do like the idea that like almost um, the whole cast of characters is from sort of like different genres of action movies, which yes. is something that like just occurred yeah. to me. Like the two British guys are very much like out of like a Guy Ritchie film. Joey yep. King is sort of like her character is almost out of like, a, I guess like an atomic blonde style yep. movie. You got guys who are like out of like Kung Fu movies and like all that stuff. I, the, uh, uh, the wolf, the, the cartel character, he really seemed to me like he's got, he's like kind of more of a Mexican action movie. I, I need to see mm-hmm. Desperado and the mariachi movies. Yeah, mariachi. The one with um, mariachi is the one with Danny Trejo, right? Or no, I'm thinking of Machete. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're thinking of Machete. <laughs> mariachi is about a mariachi is about a uh, like guitar player who go who rolls is the classic like rolls into town, fixes the problems, and dips out. I love that. I haven't seen it yet. We should watch that. Like I said, just have the DVD waiting to be watched. We should watch it and do an episode on it. But, yeah, a lot of genre stuff in there. And it's just fun. Like, it goes back to why I really like a lot of mid-budget movies, is they're just goddamn fun. Yeah. They are. Like, there's no super high expectations for them. So you can't be disappointed. You just go in and have a good time. (laughs) And they're usually pretty good. I do think sometimes it can give you sort of the sensation of like eating too much out of a, out of a bag of candy. Like it can feel a little too like there has to be some substance sometimes like uh, just a little bit. I think sometimes because it just makes it. That's why I like mid budget. Low budget gets a little too much. Mid budget gets a little too into the uh, candy for me, right? Where it's like, oh, this is crap, and I know it's crap, and it's like you. It's gonna be a miracle if they make a good movie on such a low budget. And the high budget, mm-hmm. highbrow shit, where it's like, okay, I'm eating my veggies. I'm gonna go watch Oppenheimer three times in a row, so I know how depressing life really is. Mid budget, you yeah, get some I mean- each. I, I don't know. Like, I think, like, for me, like, uh, I think of a movie like The Social Network, which is, like, pretty stylish and moves incredibly quickly and it's kind of fun and sexy, but it also still has, like, quite a bit of substance to it. It's speaking thematically about, like, certain things. Um, I think Pulp Fiction is a great example where it's, like, almost the ultimate mix of, like, both style and substance. Like, you can do it. Not every movie needs to do that. But I, I do think like tipping in and out, you're right. Like tipping into an Oppenheimer category, like it gets too heavy tipping at like to another degree. Again, it's like, it's a little too much, like uh, too many sweets, like dessert, you know, a little too rich. Um, I do think though that bullet train is like, I think though, this is like, a, it's a good movie from what I'm remembering, just in the sense of like, uh, it is just kind of like regular fun, yeah, and Bullet it's Train's got, definitely like, on the like sweet end of mid budget, but I think yeah. mid budget movies as a whole can usually hit that balance. I I that I will absolutely agree with. Also, also yes. uh, loved uh, the unexpected Japanese cover of "Staying Alive." I yeah. thought that was, awesome. <laughs> that <Yeah>. was good. <laughs> Liked that. That was great. I think I actually have that on my phone. I'm not, I think I have the sound, the soundtrack on my phone. Let me see. That was another one of those do. things, like because I saw the movie before I went to Japan, right? So then when I actually was in Japan, it was on the bullet train. I was like, 
oh, there's not this dude stalking the entire train checking people's tickets. Okay. Yeah, no, yeah, no, that was so I was just like that that guy does not exist. Like there is not a Japanese conductor that would be that harsh. That is just like give me your ticket now and like get off the train at this stop. No. <laughs> like they you don't have to like you can't even get to the bullet train without having already given your ticket. Dang. Yeah. But you know, there's my wreck. Good. I'm glad you've seen it. Love it. Because yeah. it's on Netflix now. Nice. Well, uh, we're just about done for today, but first, how to be a better buddy, where you give some real and some humorous advice. We're going to go with <laughs> the second question this week, because I think it's one we can answer without getting too deep into it. Uh, what side but... of the bed do you choose? Uh, with the further details, I've noticed anytime I go somewhere with my wife, I seem to always take the side of the bed closest to the door, as if I'm putting myself between her and any threat. I don't pick a left or a right, I pick closest to the door. I'd say it depends on both the bed and the room layout. It depends on how the bed is positioned and how the uh, room is set up. I don't know which side I tend to gravitate towards, but I will like then gravitate towards the side. Uh, though I typically have only ever had like twin size beds. So it's like, mm. there's not really a side to it. Like you yeah. kind of just sleep in the middle and you're more on a side. But I will have to say when I had the one time I did have a queen bed, queen size bed, uh, I, I get, I kind of didn't really sleep on a side, you know? I'm thinking back at like all the times I've been in hotels and shared beds, the uh, like my current bed, my last apartment. Typically, I tend towards the right side of the bed. However, my decision is affected by where I can put my phone. Yeah, so that you can easily look at it and set it down. I can easily look at it and set it down, but particularly in the last few years, mm -hmm. I will listen to things to fall asleep. So I yeah, need to same. be able to set it and forget it. And it, particularly when I'm at, say, a hotel, I wear earbuds when I sleep because I don't want to affect others with my listening to things. I sleep diagonal across queen-size beds. Well, you're just crazy. <laughs> <laughs> when you get yeah, a queen-size bed frame, we're just going to get you a twin mattress and put it diagonally. No, but that's not the same, because then it's just, then I'm just sleeping on a yeah. bed normally, it's just placed diagonal. I'm not sleeping diagonal on the bed. Yeah, well said. It, it, it I, out I, to the same amount of space, you don't need the whole mattress. No, it doesn't. The, the diagonal is longer than the vertical. And don't worry about it, we'll get you an extra long twin. <laughs> twin XL. An extra, I know where you can get Twin one. XL is the same length as a queen. Come on, RJ, know your bed sizes. I, I, I usually, I usually f spread out when I'm in queen bed because i sleep in a, my apartment the bed of my apartment is a twin right now so i will spread out as well usually what happens to me is like i actually um like i'd say some prayers before i go to bed at night so i do that like on my back and then i will immediately turn over to my right side and then i'll usually stay there for like a few minutes and then i'll turn over to the left and then I don't know what happens after that because <laughs> so, and um, afterwards is a mystery. I, I do <laughs> see. I will hug. I, yeah, with my current bed, I sleep on the left side of the bed, but I will like hug the edge. I don't fall off, but I am as condensed as you can be. 
for no reason. It's adorable. I I will say if I'm sleeping, like if I'm sharing the bed with somebody, usually if we're like holding each other, I guess usually I do prefer. From experience, I would say like the my I was sleeping the left of the bed because like I'll use my right arm to hold them, but I guess I can also do it with the left. I don't know. Is that root? Like, because the thing is, is like, is it better? that you hold them with your like good with your dominant one or is it better that they get to pick the dominant side because if you're holding them with your right arm and they're not left James, all i fucking hand... care about is is my arm falling asleep or not <laughs> yeah but i'm just i'm just saying like which no. is the like because if you think about it if you if the situation was reversed would you prefer to hold somebody with your left hand dominant side or would you prefer to hold them with you know, like or with your dominant side or non-dominant. You know what I mean? Does that make any sense? I, I'm not ambidextrous enough at, enough as to be able to write with both hands, but I'm sure as fuck capable of doing whatever else I need to do with one hand. If I'm holding someone with the other hand, James, like I don't need Amen, to hold my brother. drink in my right hand. <laughs> Whoa now! Whoa now! RJ. I'm, I'm elaborating in a way that will explain further and not dig me into a hole. If I'm holding, say, my cup of juice in my left hand. I can still drink the goddamn juice. Yeah. <laughs> so it doesn't fucking matter which hand I use. RJ, everything matters all the time. Haven't you? Didn't you see that one movie that talked about about the girl who works in the laundromat or whatever? Everything, everywhere, all at once. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That was the, whole, the weirdest way ever to describe that film. The whole point of that film was that it's okay for things to not matter. That I think it's like, isn't it kid kind of... got super depressed and said that if, ever, if you're aware of everything all the time, then nothing matters. And the counterpoint was, no, it's okay if things don't matter sometimes. I thought it was the idea that everything does matter and therefore they don't, therefore they kind of do. Like, that's what makes it special. Sure. Yeah. It's like a simultaneous, it's a Taoist thing, you know what I mean? Ultimate point is that, like, yeah, I don't know, I guess, like, the I, matter I'm just is what to you think make of, it. like, yeah, I can, I can see that. I can agree. Alright, well, I think that's it for this week. Sweet. Thank you both for joining. Thank you Ooh. for having us. Thank you to the band Problem of Interest for letting us use the song Living in the Moment off the album Cross Off Yesterday. You can find them on iTunes and Spotify. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever fine podcasts are sold. We're also on social media. Our Facebook is Better Buddies. Our ex-Twitter account, also formerly known as Twitter, uh, is at Better Budcast. Use the hashtag Better Buddies when you tweet about the show. And our Gmail account is BetterBuddiesCast at gmail.com. You can send us fan art, hate art, fan mail, hate mail, declarations of love and or war icebreakers you want us to answer or questions you need advice on and please share the episode on social media it's 2024 it's the first episode of the year we're really trying to grow that audience this year so do what you can to help out we appreciate it and last but not least be a better buddy Dang, what a way to ring in the new year. <laughs> right? Yeah, really. Uh, and uh, 
it's definitely made me um, decide that, hey, I should probably no longer put off putting together my go bag. Yep. Let's actually <laughs> finish making that. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. So I today after this will be uh, going out and prepping a go bag. Yeah. You can have one for uh, survival supplies, meaning all of your manga and then the other for like non-essentials, which is like food and water. <laughs> <laughs> Not essentials, the food and water. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> It doesn't look having the go bag go with you full of food and water means nothing if your waifu isn't there to share it with you. This you is go. this is absolutely true. In the future, Japan collapsed due to natural disasters. Now the only currency are limited edition mangas <laughs> and body pillows. One man has all the body pillows and mangas. 